Hello and welcome to Sweets and Money, a podcast sharing the ups and downs of running an online business. I'm your host, Chloe Farbs Kindlin, and now we've got the super cheesy intro out of the way. Let's dive into today's show. So, you know, whenever you start something new and you psych yourself up to do something, And you're ready to go, but then you have that like last minute doubt and you're like, oh, I'm not sure if I could put this out into the world. Let me test it out with my little circle, get some feedback, be okay with willing to fail or not be great first time running, but also make sure I'm not going to face plant the floor and mess up my face, that kind of thing. So that was my experience yesterday. I decided to share this the original podcast the one from yesterday the trailer with a couple of friends uh, and my sister who told me that I sounded unnatural it was really good but I sounded unnatural and I put on that business voice so I'm not sure what this business voice is but I'm working on it Karina bear with me okay we're nervous and we're new to this so it is what it is it's funny how we do that we change our voice and our persona and the way we talk in different situations Michael Port talks about it in Steal the Show I used to think it wasn't being real or honest but he talks about how we all play different roles in our life so how we show up as a mother or a father a daughter a friend um, a business colleague a coach whatever your role is in a situation you're going to bring a different element of yourself that fits the context of the situation and when I started to think of it like that it made a lot more sense so it's not that I'm maybe not being real or honest but I'm just showing up as the I guess business version of me or the more professional side of me versus you know the side I show to my sister where we're watching Disney films on a Sunday and eating snacks on the sofa different different context different situation and I think that's a good way to think about it and I wanted to share it with you because well I don't know I think we struggle with that word authenticity a lot and it's such a crummy word because if you're trying to be real just that very effort of trying means you're not being real the point is to get to a place where you don't feel like you have to try So for example, right now I've put on the mic and I'm just talking to you. I'm not really thinking about it. If I ever had the thought of like, how should I speak? What should I say? Am I doing this right? Am I doing this wrong? How do I be my honest self? Like all those thoughts and freak out moments are exactly why it took me over a year to get to this spot. And I think I had to go through those lessons, but I had to also realize like the only way to do something is to start. And figure it out as you go along. Which is also interesting because I had a lovely lady email me today um, from my newsletter. If you haven't joined my newsletter, please do. It's, I consider it my social family. And it's where I love to spend most of my time. People hate their inbox. I love my inbox. I talk to so many cool people who share their journey with me and ask me questions. Most of the questions I plan to answer on here come from what people have asked me in my newsletter. So go sign up, chloefarbsk.com forward slash NL. Ask me a question and uh, I'll answer it for you as best as I can. Not promising it will be the right answer, but it will be a real answer based on my experience. So I was having a conversation with this woman. She's lovely, um, but she lost her job earlier this year. Thanks, coronavirus, for that. 
end to sarcasm. Um, but she was thinking about starting a business and she was like, I just don't know what to start. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what my gift is, what I my purpose is and how do I show up in the world and turn that into a business. And she was really freaking out about it. And it reminded me of like when I started and not just when I started, pretty much every three months, I have the same freak out moment. Am I on the right path? Am I doing the right thing? This is not the message I want to share. This doesn't connect to my why, which is something that we really focus in on way too much in business. Not that it isn't important, but you know what? Your customer's why whoever you choose to serve, their why is more important than your why. Sometimes you can get so fixated on having this big philosophical, I need to change the world with this message mentality that it paralyzes you because it's so overwhelming when really the conversation should be, how can I contribute to somebody's life? What do I know? What is my skill set? What am I, is my experience? What do people come to me with? You know, if people come to you and say, you know, you're really good at design. What do you think about this? Then you would make a great designer. You clearly have an eye for that. If people come to you with certain problems, you're really good at solving them. Otherwise, they wouldn't come to you with that. If people come to you and say, hey, can you build me an app? Can you build me a website? Do you know how to do this social media thing? then you're good at that. That's a skill level that you can absolutely monetize. You can monetize anything in in 2020. And it's practical. That's not an unrealistic idea. Um, but I do think it's unrealistic to get focused on how am I going to change the world or what's my big thing. And you can really get so paralyzed by that by thinking you need to find one thing as well. It stops you from exploring. And for me, that was hard when I was starting out I thought I had to be really good at one thing and my journey here was so crazy because you know I didn't really tell you the story of how I started with the name Sweets and Money but I called it Sweets and Money because when I was four I used to get on the bus every Friday and my mom would take me and my just my brother at the time because I was I was young and he's three years younger than me my sister's 14 years younger than me so she wasn't around yet but we'd get on the bus and I'd go up to visit my dad who lived up north in a place called Turriff in in uh, Scotland. And it was just a tiny village at the time. But my gran and my granddad lived there. My other gran lived there. It was just a place that I considered home. And that was great. It was so much fun when we got there. But that ride, that two hour ride up to my dad's house was torture. Like two hours, two, three hours felt like two or three days to me as a four year old. And I had to preoccupy myself with something. So what I did is I got up on the bus. This is how you know it was the 90s when health and safety was not a thing. I would get up on the bus and I would sing to all the old people. And I would dance for them as well. But mostly I would just sing songs to them. And then I would put my hand out and they would give me sweets and money. I was I was clearly very confident as a young child. And uh, that was a sweet ROI, let me tell you. Sweets and money, all set up for your weekend away. Uh, I had the best time ever. But that was really, when I look back on it, that was like the start of me exploring business in some way. And um, from there, I went on to 
at least when I was up there, I would start little shops outside my grand's house and sell all the things that she didn't want, little trinkets and things. I'm pretty sure her friends just came around, bought them, went around the other side of the house and gave them back to her. I'm like maybe 80% sure that's what was going on. But at the time I had no idea and I had the best fun ever. I thought I was a little hustler. So I did that when I was like five or six and then I traded Pokemon cards for a really long time. Like I was obsessed with Pokemon cards when they first came out and it had nothing to do with Pokemon, although I watched it. It was all to do with like that trade-in game. I was obsessed. I love that you see that going on nowadays and it's evolved into what it has. Um, but that was that for me. And then as I got older, I would start little cafes outside in my garden. I would always get in trouble and people would get mad at me for charging my friends and sneaking in and making food and sandwiches for my friends when my mom wasn't looking. But that was my thing. I would, um, before admin, admin assistance and things were a thing, I would um, basically write up documents in Word and this is, again, when it first came out. It was a mess. It was like that dial-up internet and everything. Remember that noise? Oh, that was horrible. Still gives me shivers. I would do that for my Auntie Margaret and her doctor friends. And um, then as I got older, I moved more towards charities. And I would um, put on events at my school to raise money for children in need and charities similar to that. And then I started to get into eBay and I would buy stuff on eBay and flip it on Amazon. And then I went to uni, continued to do a little bit of that, came out of uni and I started my business straight away. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know what I was going to sell. I had zero experience. I had a horrible time at university. I fractured my skull. I was not in a good place personally in my life. I suffered extremely bad depression and anxiety and I had no idea what I was going to do. I ended up getting on LinkedIn. I I reached out to everybody and just said, hey, I've got a business management degree. I've no experience, but if you need help, I'll do it for free. And that's how I got started. And it turned out this one person, an amazing man down in London called Tim Martin, who runs an NLP clinic and practitioner. He does hypnosis and things like that. He said, you know, you did a really good job. Let me give you this course because I think you would be really good at social media management. And this is back in 2012. So I do this course. I fall in love. I'm like, yes, this is a thing. Like you can spend your life focused on relationship building and building trust with people. And then they're going to buy from you. That is to me, it was like combining my two biggest loves, which was business and um, psychology. And, and just people and people connecting with other people. And so I became a social media manager for a few years and that's how I got started. Now I'm telling you that story and what you might hear from that is, oh, she was always into this. She knew exactly what she was gonna do. She was always starting little businesses. She went on and did a degree in business. She came out of uni and she started a business. And it sounds like I had it all figured out. And let me tell you, that is not what happened at all. Like factually, that's what happened. But the reality of it was very, very, very different. I had no idea what I was going to do. Most of my childhood was spent just trying to please teachers because I was a people pleaser. And I got high off the validation. 
And that's not like a fun thing to admit. It's something I'm trying to work on because it's not healthy to do that. Um, but that was just the reality of it. So I was always just obsessed with getting good grades. My real love, I loved this subject that they teach in Scotland called Modern Studies, which kind of combines sociology, psychology, um, politics, that kind of thing. I had no idea what I was going to be when I grew up. No idea at all. In fact, when I was 15, that's when we had to make our decisions about where we we're going to go next. Were we going to stay on at school? Were we going to go to college? Were we like going to go get a job? And I remember sitting and I had a spare period like a, sp a spare class where um because I was learning psychology at a college so it meant that there was like spaces in my curriculum where we just had to sit in a room basically with a teacher and I remember asking this one teacher I said what do I do now because I don't know what I'm supposed to do every year I've just showed up and tried to get good grades and now I have to actually make a decision about what I'm going to do with my life. And I have no idea what I'm supposed to do or what I'm supposed to be or what path I'm supposed to go down. And he told me that it would come to me. And it sounded like really good advice. At the time when I thought all adults knew everything, I was like, it will come to me. He's like, I promise it will come to you. Don't worry about it. And I felt so good and calm but I held on to that idea. It will come to you. It will come to you. You will uncover your passion. You'll figure it out. You'll trip over it one day. Like, don't even worry about it. So I went to university and I did my degree. It wasn't really university. It was college that they sold the degree. Basically, you did your degree from a college through distance learning. It was not the typical uni experience that a lot of people have but it was great for what I do now great experience and distance learning and that kind of thing um but it didn't come to me and I got to the end of my degree and I freaked out all the time I was panicking so much like daily panic attacks because now I'm in this position as I said I had depression at the time really bad I was not well in any shape of the form physically or really mentally because of the depression and the anxiety and I didn't know what I was going to do and I was freaking out and I just I'm somebody that craves control especially in amongst chaos and so I just panicked and went on LinkedIn one day and did that but I didn't know what I was going to be everything happened to and you could say it did come to you but I don't think it was really that. I think it was that I made a decision to go out there and just try something that I knew. So in the beginning, I didn't have skills. I didn't have experience. I had no idea what it was like to run a business. I just decided one day that that's what I was going to do. And so then I went on and said, what can I help you with? How can I contribute? And it turned out that's when you give away advice for free, first of all, if you're offering to do work for free, I'm not talking about consulting, coaching advice. Let me tell you, people don't respect it when it, you give it away for free. They just don't. They don't apply the results. And so they don't get the, they don't apply the action steps. So they don't get the results. And then they blame you. And that's like just a harsh reality of it. When somebody invests money, now they're invested in the result. They need to get something from it. So they're going to take the action and they're committed to taking action. And as a result, they will get their own results. Um, but 
a lot of the time when you're like, hey, I'll do your social media for free. Not many people are going to say no to that. And so it was really easy to get work. And because it was free, there wasn't the expectation in the beginning that I had to be good at it. I just had to do it. And it's a really great way to start, by the way. If you have, if you want to start something, and that's what I wanted to talk about today. But like, if you want to start something, the first thing is like, you don't need to know your why. You don't need to figure it out. You don't need to have a path because I can look back on that. And like I said in the beginning, it sounds like I had it all worked out. Like it was very clear. This is what I was meant to do. I still don't fully understand or feel like I've got it nailed as far as my path is. But I know right now I can contribute something to this conversation. And I can look back and see, oh yeah, it makes sense how I got here. But that's looking back and hindsight is a wonderful thing. You don't know what you don't know. And so you might be trying to uncover a why that you haven't even, you know, thought about before. Your your gift or your passion or your path might be something that doesn't even exist yet. We see how fast technology is changing. And so um, you don't know and that's okay. But that's not a reason not to start or try. It just means taking a step back and, and saying to yourself, okay, here is where I am today. How can I contribute to somebody's life? How can I help them solve a problem? And solving a problem, by the way, doesn't have to be something bad. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, you, you have a bad, you, you don't have a website. I'll give you a website. I'll make you one. Or it doesn't have to be, you don't know how to do social media. Let me do your social media marketing. Oh, you don't know how to do this thing. Let me fix it. It doesn't have to be a problem solution in that context. It can be the problem you solve can be joy, right? I was speaking to a painter, um, I call her a friend. I, I call all my clients my friends. I, I love them. Um, really, she was a coaching client and um, we were talking. I love her. Um go and follow her at Barbara Han on Instagram. Her paintings are gorgeous, but her heart is stunning. Um, and she just gets business. She gets what it's about. What what is really matters in terms of like connected to other people and making them feel something. And that was really the point I was going to bring up is she went through um, my guide and my videos and she said, but Chloe, I don't solve a problem. But the truth is she solved the biggest problem of all. She brings joy to people. And think about how big a deal that is in 2020 with everything we're going on. She brings joy in a time where people are spiraling and sad and struggling. Like to me, that's the biggest problem solving of all. And that's the way we need to think of it. How can we take someone from one mindset, mind state, and turn them into another mind state. Because that's really what we're doing. All that changes is how we do it. We're taking someone from a place where they're not satisfied, not fulfilled, feeling some form of negative emotion. And we want to turn that into a positive emotion. Because if we can take them from a negative state to a positive state, we've made their life better. And that's valuable to people. It doesn't matter how you do that. That is something people need. Now, how you do it is what defines your audience, right? So for me, I might help you create a new website. So my clients are business owners. Uh, For her, she doesn't do that. She creates paintings. 
Barbara she creates these beautiful paintings and um she's really focused on the Florida Keys where she's based so her audience would be a little bit different from mine but what we're doing is the same thing so the first thing I'd say is don't focus on your why when you're starting out just ask yourself how can you contribute to the conversation second of all think about um asking people just ask people what do you need how can I help you and be willing to do some work for free in the beginning because you need experience even just at a basic level and the third thing I'd say is don't go and buy a ton of courses you don't need them the best education you will ever get is through trial and error what courses will do is teach you what you don't know and it will put fear and doubt in your head and it will stop you from executing. I wish somebody told me this years ago, like I think they probably did and I wasn't open to listening. So if you're not in the place to hear that information, then it might be the same for you and that's okay. We're all on our own path and I can't go through the lesson for you, right? We can only go through our own lesson. So I can tell you this information and you might even hear it and go, you know what, she's right. But then you still might have to go and buy a 100 different courses and go through that whole process for that to actually sink in and for you to build the confidence enough to say you know what I'm good enough and I could do this by myself and I'm going to learn by doing and listening to the people that I serve aka my future customers rather than my peers because they're trying to sell me on this right so they're they've got their own perspective but the best skill that you can um or the best thing you can do in business for your own business is lean into who you are and what you bring to the table. Because if you really hone into that, if you focus on how you can help your customer and you kind of put blinkers on to a degree when it comes to your peers and competitors, you can focus on getting really, really, really good at one thing or multiple things, whatever it is, um, whatever you decide to do, you can get really, really good at it. And more importantly, you get really good at understanding what business is really about, which is serving your customers, not your competitors. We get so focused on that. And again, I said one thing, it doesn't have to be one thing in the beginning. The reason I said don't get so caught up in your why that's my dog. If you can hear my dog barking, that's Sophie. She's saying hi or feed me or come play with me or something. I'm doing a podcast, so give me a minute. Um, so yeah, I, I, the other reason I said don't focus too much on your why in the beginning is because then you get focused on, I need to be really, really good at one thing. You either go down that path or you go down the path I went down, which is hey, I don't need to be good at one thing. I'm going to be good at everything because if I'm good at everything, then everyone will want to buy from me. And you know what? It led to burnout. It led to confusion Um, on my part as in I didn't really know what I was doing to help people. I didn't feel like I was really contributing something. I was doing a lot of stuff, video editing, social media marketing, writing business plans, building websites, you know, putting together courses for people, coaching people, managing Facebook groups. Like I could tell you 101 different jobs that I've done in the space of being, of running my business. I've changed directions. I've, I mean, I haven't necessarily in terms of like what I go and tell people I do, but the work I do has changed so much. 
and I thought I was really clever because I thought if I could do everything, then I'm the ultimate asset to people. And that's not what happened at all. I got burnt out. I got drained. I felt so sad inside. I felt like I was working all the time and I had nothing to show for it. I was doing all this work for other people and I couldn't go to bed at night and think I'm really good at this one thing or I'm not really good at anything, right? I was really mediocre at everything and that sucked. I might have been good enough to get paid, but I couldn't take pride in anything. If I put out a video, I'm like, okay, well, I edited this video and you're happy with it and I'm getting paid for it, but I'm not proud of it. It's terrible. It's not what I would expect from someone who's an expert. I'm not proud of it. Same with social media. I could pump out content faster than a lot of people. And clients loved that about me, that I could work fast and get graphics to them and they would get good engagement. But I would sit there and I'd be going like, what's the point in this? Like, I don't really know what the point is in doing all this stuff. And it was the same with, it became the same with everything. I lost all passion and all I could think was, one, I'm doing a disservice to these people because they're hiring me and part of being able to create something and put a good quality output is that you bring your passion to it because then you do your best work. If you're feeling depressed and down and you don't know the meaning behind anything you are doing, and you don't really feel like you're helping or contributing in any way, it will drain you completely to the point where even if you love something, you begin to hate that thing. So I did that with social media marketing. When I first uncovered it, I told you, I loved social media marketing. But I got to a point where I just, I would cry. And I'd be like, I do not, I wish I could just take, shut down all my platforms and just take a break. And I, I did in the end. I got rid of a lot of stuff. I basically started over on a lot of platforms other than Twitter. I love Twitter. Tweet me at Chloe Farbsky. Come say hi. Please do because I love having conversations there. Um, but that's what happened. And it was sad. It was sad because I've never been able to get the, the same love back for that thing. I've got it back in other ways and I've learned a lot. Um but that's what happens when you try and be all things to all people and you don't feel really valued for something like it's a nice feeling to be like go to this person because they're really good at this one thing right go to Chloe because she's really good with Squarespace or you know whatever it may be whatever you decide to go down um but you can go down that path of trying to do everything for everyone and I don't recommend it but I do think the other side is just as bad, right? If you just focus on, I'm going to be really good at one thing and I can't pivot and I can't change and I can't grow. If you can get so fixed in that mindset, that's just as unhealthy. Because the truth is, you're always learning, you're always growing, you're always developing, you're getting really good at learning about what your skill set is and what your skill set isn't. So you have to go on that journey and if you're not willing to pivot, you can get stuck in a lane and going down the wrong direction. But that whole idea that I can't quit, I can't give up. The truth is like when something's not working for you and you don't quit on it, 
then you're quitting on yourself and that's just as unhealthy. Um, so you have to be able to find a happy medium in that and be okay with trying new things but sticking with them long enough to actually decide if they're right or wrong for you. And that sounds like a lot of information, but again, it's something I wish somebody told me in the beginning. And I get, and again, they probably did and I didn't hear it. But if you're listening and you're in this position or you're uncertain because so much has happened this year and you might have just been thrown in the deep end like most of us were. Most of us lost all our clients back in March. You, you wouldn't be the only one. It's nothing to be ashamed about. I lost, I thought I was doing good for myself back at the, the beginning of March. I was like, finally, I'm on, I'm on something. This is going to be a great year. I'm going to break through all my financial goals. It's going to be awesome. That's not what happened. One week I had all my clients and the next week I lost literally everybody. Um, and some of that was out of their control, right? Like a travel clinic shut down. Uh, I had a lot of hospitality clients that um, their businesses either shut down and I also had some people in healthcare where they had to go and be nurses and doctors and and let their side businesses go for a while because they were needed on the front lines. And the thing it taught me is that um, we have to be willing to adapt and we need to be ready to change course. And amongst all this chaos, creativity has had the opportunity to thrive and we've seen businesses start from all kinds of different ways and people coming up with really clever ways of doing things because they've had to they've had to adapt their hand was forced when your hand isn't forced you can get caught up in a comfort zone and you can become um, like a hamster on a wheel that just keeps going and going and going and and that's a bad cycle to be in because it's a hard cycle to break. And so if you're in a position where you're now thinking about either I'm going to start a business because this is the time to do it or similar to um, my friend in my email inbox who wanted to remain anonymous, but um, she knows if she's listening who she is. Um, if she wants to start a new business, which she has all the skills in the world to do or if you are sitting here and you're thinking I lost all my clients or I'm in a position where things are very unsteady right now this is a great opportunity to start again to wipe the sleep clean and ask yourself you know what is this going to look like moving forward and how do I make it so that I'm able to follow a path for a period of time, figure out if it's going to work and pivot if it's not and know that it doesn't make me a failure because I change course. I really didn't know I was always going to be a business owner. Now I can't imagine having any other job. I just can't do it. It's so hard for me and like the thought that I might have to one day kills me and so it might, and, and I say that, but again, as I said, I still don't know exactly what my quote-unquote gift or why is, right? If I had to say something, it would be, um, if somebody asked me, what's your why? I would say to them um, that it doesn't matter where, you, where you've come from or what you've gone through, you can be, do, and achieve anything. And that is a definitely the, a core belief that I hold very true and a big part of what I do. Um, I don't think that should hold anybody back ever from doing something that they want to do. 
I think everybody can achieve great things. And I also think that everybody screws up and nobody knows what on earth they're doing. And so try new things, figure it out, ask how you can contribute to the conversation, but also know that you're going to fail and you're going to fail a lot. And that's cool. We all do. And the best way to bring yourself back from a failure is to talk about it. Because when you talk about your failures publicly, as scary as it is, then you empower other people to add to the conversation and say, you know what, I'm glad you shared that because I'm going through something similar. When it comes to the customers that you do go on to um, work with or clients you go on to work with, being able to say, you know what, I thought I could do this, but I'm really not sure how. I'm going to either figure it out or let me find somebody who can help you or let's take another direction. Being honest about that and transparent is the easiest way to build trust and it's the easiest way to create long-term relationships that bring you really good financial returns long-term. So a lot of the clients I've worked with over the years have come from me saying like, I don't know how to do that or I'm not the person for you. And they've come back to me either at a later date when I am the right person for them or we've worked together in a different capacity because they trust me to be honest with them, especially in times where I am not, I could take their money and I don't want to because it's not, it's not the right thing to do. And so I don't know if that helps. I hope it does help. Let me try and recap because I kind of went off on a few tangents there. But basically, if you want to start, I would say don't focus on your why. Don't get caught up in the thought. When you have blank space and you spend a lot of time researching, you're going to create doubts in your mind. As soon as we have space to think about something, if you're uncertain, uncertainty is going to fill that space. Doubt is going to fill that space. So the best thing you can do is make sure you surround yourself with a group of people who are going to encourage you. And sometimes that means not friends and family because it's not always friends and family that are the best support in business. In fact, most of the time the opposite because they don't understand what you're trying to do. And that's okay. It doesn't mean you don't love them. It doesn't mean you don't care about them and vice versa. They just don't understand where you're coming from or your mindset in that in this current moment in time. Surround yourself with people who do because they're far better um, support system for you to get what you need from and for you to contribute back as well. It's definitely a, a two-way relationship. I would say surround yourself with the right people. Don't focus too much on your why. Ask what you can contribute to the conversation. Ask what you can contribute to helping somebody achieve something. And try things. If you don't know what it is, just try. Write down a big list of things that you might like to do and give each one a shot. And be willing to give it a shot for at least three to six months. Because if you don't, you won't know whether you like it or not or whether it's fear telling you you're not good at it. Because a lot of times when we think we want to quit something or it's not our thing or it's not our passion or something we want to do for a living, it's because we're having a hard time. Because it's scary and it's hard to get clients sometimes in the beginning. And more so, it's more about your head, right? It's like more about mindset and doubting yourself and not sure if you have the, not sure if you have the skills to actually do the thing you're trying to do. So a lot of it is mindset stuff. And so you have to give yourself long enough and commit to 
really giving it your all and not allowing yourself to doubt as much as you can so that you can figure out if something is for you, if you can um, contribute something to that conversation or not. And then once you've done that, at like work for free. Be willing to do that for a little while. Three clients, right? That's all I'm going to say to you. If you could start with three people that you can um, help in some way and think about how you feel once you help them, hold on to that feeling because that that is like the biggest fuel um, to keep going and to keep trying and learn from these people. Ask them what you could do better. Ask them to tell you about the things that they didn't like about the experience because when somebody tells you the negative stuff and it's and it's not because there's a difference between somebody giving you feedback and someone being nasty and it's, I think it's very clear which is which and of course you do have to put in some context to the person and learn what to take on and what not to take on but everybody has something to teach you and that learning experience will help you get better and better and better and it will also help you put yourself in positions that are really scary but overcoming those situations such as your first consultation or your first design or you know whatever you go on to do your first client whatever that looks like for you the fact that you faced a fear, you overcome, came it, and no matter what, you're on the other side of it and you're okay. It gives you the power. It takes away the fuel from the anxiety and the doubt and it gives power to the idea that you can progress and you can improve and you can go. You, can go. you know, speed creates momentum. So the, the faster you can just go and do stuff, the quicker it's going to come naturally to you and you can just keep working on improving it over time um, as much as you can. But if you get to the end of it and you're like, this is not for me, that's cool. Just find something else. Work on your list. Work your way down. Um, And the last thing I'd say just for anybody who is thinking about starting a business but currently does have a job is don't uh, don't start a business and go all in on it. Keep your job as long as you can until your side job can replace your income with a cushion quite comfortably because you want to have some stability. That's what this year has taught us um, more than ever. And uh, yeah, other than that, like I said at some point, I think today when I was sharing this with you that um, the best education is trial and error. So you just have to try. You just have to go for it. Like, look at this podcast. I I know for a fact, because I've been aware of it in my head, how many times I've said, um, I do it a lot. And I probably repeated myself. Maybe I wasn't as clear as I needed to be. I don't didn't write anything down. You know why I didn't write anything down? Because if I write it down and plan this out, I promise you this will not sound like a conversation. And I will mess it up because I'll get in my head and I'll doubt. Because you know why? I've given space between me um having an idea about what I might talk to you about like today when I got that email um and me hitting record and sharing this with you and then what happens is if I don't put it out into the world then because my own insecurity there might be somebody who needed to hear this that doesn't get to hear this and to me the way I try to frame it this is this is a little mind hack for you So I try and frame it as who do you think you are that 
you're willing to let somebody go without help because you're insecure about this thing or you think you're not good enough. Way to make it about yourself. Now that little mind hack doesn't work for everyone. I'm certainly not saying that about you. It's something I have to take the tough love approach with myself a lot of times to get me to do things if I'm nervous or unsure about it. Um, so that works for me, might not work for you. Either way, I do hope that whatever you are, we're always planning on doing something and we usually always have our hand right above the button ready to start um, or fit on, on the gears, right? That's maybe a better analogy. And you decide if you hit the gas or the brake and too many of us hit the brake too often. And so don't think you have to have it all figured out. Instead of asking all that stuff, just ask yourself how I can contribute to somebody today. Because if you do something, if you share a tip, whether it's on Twitter, whether you offer a service or a product, or you just have a conversation with someone, if you made someone smile, if you added something to somebody's day, you can go to bed at night and say, hey, I did make the world a better place. It wasn't about my big why or anything. I just did something. I said something. I helped in some way. That made somebody's life better. And that's a really, really big deal because we all have the power to change the world one connection and one conversation at a time. And we might not change the world for everyone, but if we can change the world for one person, and even if that one person is you, then that's a pretty big deal. And it feels like that's a really, really good place to start. So I hope that helps. Let me know. I say hope that helps, like it's not a conversation. I just want to hear from you. Come say hi, at Chloe Forbes K. If you like this and would like to learn more from me, hit subscribe. Um, learn more from me. I'm not really teaching anything. You know what I mean. I got to do this at the end. I got to do all that promo stuff and I always forget about it. And it's really bad because I'm a marketer. I should remember it. But basically, come say hi on Twitter, at Chloe Forbes K. That's just because I want to have a conversation with you. Come sign up to my newsletter. It is chloeforbesk.com forward slash NL. And, um, or send a voicemail. I believe you can send a voicemail, voicemail, voice message. I'm so old. Um, send a voice message um, into the show on Anchor. So if you would like to um, do that, please do. You can let me know if you want me to play it publicly or not. And uh, I'll keep answering your questions. Have a beautiful day wherever you are in the world. Much love from my heart to yours. And I hope to speak again with you real soon.